Chapter Ten of the Gold of Fernie Lee. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Gold of Fernie Lee by Andrew Lang. Chapter Ten Out of Fairyland. You may fancy, if you can, what joy there was in Fernie Lee when Randall came home. They quite forgot the hunger and the hard times, and the old nurse laughed and cried over her bairn that had grown into a tall, strong young man. And to Lady Kerr it was all one as if her husband had come again, as he was when first she knew him long ago for randall had his face and his eyes and the very sound of his voice they could hardly believe he was not a spirit and they clasped his hands and hung on his neck and could not keep their eyes off him this was the end of all their sorrow and it was as if randall had come back from the dead so that no people in the world were ever so happy as they were next day when the sun shone down on the tweed and the green trees that rustle in the wind round fernie lee but in the evening when the old nurse was out of the way randall sat between his mother and jean and they each held his hands as if they could not let him go for fear he should vanish away from them again and they would turn round anxiously if anything stirred for fear it should be the two white deer that sometimes were said to come for people escaped from fairyland and then these people must rise and follow them and never return any more but the white deer never came for randall so he told them all his adventures and all that had happened to him since that midsummer night seven long years ago it had been with him as it was with jean he had gone to the wishing well and wished to see the fairy queen and fairyland and he had seen the beautiful castle in the well and a beautiful woman's face had floated up to meet his on the water then he had gathered the white roses and then he heard a great sound of horses feet and of bells jingling and a lady rode up the very lady he had seen in the well she had a white horse and she was dressed in green and she beckoned to randall to mount on her horse with her before him on the pillion and the bells on the bridle rang and the horse flew faster than the wind so they rode and rode through the summer night and they came to a desert place and living lands were left far behind then the fairy queen showed him three paths one steep and narrow and beset with briars and thorns 
that was the road to goodness and happiness but it was little trodden or marked with the feet of people that had come and gone and there was the wide smooth road that went through fields of lilies and that was the path of easy living and pleasure the third path wound about the wild hillside through ferns and heather and that was the way to elfland and that way they rode and still they rode through a country of dark night and they crossed great black rivers and they saw neither sun nor moon but they heard the roaring of the sea from that country they came into the light and into the beautiful garden that lies round the castle of the fairy queen there they lived in a noble company of gallant knights and fair ladies all seemed very mirthful and they rode and hunted and danced and it was never dark night nor broad daylight but like early summer dawn before the sun has risen there randall said that he had quite forgotten his mother and jean and the world where he was born and fairney lee but one day he happened to see a beautiful golden bottle of a strange shape all set with diamonds and he opened it there was in it a sweet-smelling water as clear as crystal and he poured it into his hand and passed his hand over his eyes now this water had the power to destroy the glamour in fairyland and make people see it as it really was and when randall touched his eyes with it lo everything was changed in a moment he saw that nothing was what it had seemed the gold vanished from the embroidered curtains the light grew dim and wretched like a misty winter day the fairy queen that had seemed so happy and beautiful in her bright dress was a weary pale woman in black with a melancholy face and melancholy eyes she looked as if she had been there for thousands of years always longing for the sunlight and the earth and the wind and rain there were sleepy poppies twisted in her hair instead of a golden crown and the knights and ladies were changed they looked but half alive and some in place of their gay green robes were dressed in rusty mail pierced with spears and stained with blood and some were in burial robes of white and some in dresses torn or dripping with water or marked with the burning of fire all were dressed strangely in some ancient fashion their weapons were old-fashioned too unlike any that randall had ever seen on earth and their festivals were not of dainty meats but of cold tasteless flesh and of beans and pulse and such things as the old heathens before the coming of the gospel used to offer to the dead it was dreadful to see them at such feasts and dancing and riding and pretending to be merry with hollow faces and unhappy eyes 
and randall wearied of fairyland which now that he saw it clearly looked like a great unending stretch of sand and barren grassy country beside a grey sea where there was no tide all the woods were of black cypress trees and poplar and a wind from the sea drove a sea mist through them white and cold and it blew through the open courts of the fairy castle so randall longed more and more for the old earth he had left and the changes of summer and autumn and the streams of tweed and the hills and his friends then the voice of genie had come down to him sounding from far away and he was sent up by the fairy queen in a fairy form as a hideous dwarf to frighten her away from the white roses in the enchanted forest but her goodness and her courage had saved him for he was a christened knight and not a man of the fairy world and he had taken his own form again beneath her hand when she signed him with the cross and here he was safe and happy at home at fairney lee End of chapter 10. Recording by John Brandon.